Hey awesome people, welcome all to the new podcast series, Her Voice. I'm Chetna here, your host, a mother of two amazing kids and a lovely dog. This podcast series has been started with an intent to give a platform to all the women out there who want to share their little inner voice. You might be a student, you might be a manager, you might be a CEO, you might be a director, or you might be a wife, you might be a daughter, wherever you come from, whatever title you have earned for yourself, but there is always a little inner voice which has to be nurtured, which has to be loved, which has to be heard and this is a platform where it is going to help you to share uh, that little inner voice. This, this podcast is going to bring in women from varied culture, from varied background to share their so welcome Radhika, welcome to Her Voice Podcast. First of all, I would like to say thank you for accepting and willing to share a bit about your journey to the audiences. So a warm welcome and thank you once again. Thank you, Chetna. And it has been a pleasure for me to be a part of your uh, podcast. I will try and answer all the questions as much as possible. Uh, to start with, uh, I would want to know who was Radhika? Okay, so Radhika as a child or as a person, Radhika has been a person who's always been, I guess, different from the mainstream girls, always had a different thinking than others, was always called, you're not made for this planet or you're not made for this country. You you don't think like us. You don't do things like us. A rebel, in other words. Had a person with uh, my own thinking, my own rules to life and not believing in... uh, people at the uh, just at the face value okay so uh, I Radhika has been a person who does not like to believe in what others say about others but forming my own opinion with what I see and what I know of others being more empathetic towards them and understanding their situation and why they are in a certain way so that is what Radhika is all about lovely so Radhika can you share a bit about your childhood days I think I know that Um, Your father was from army and uh, you had a wonderful experience during your childhood days. Yes. Yes. Would you love to share about it? Yes, I would love to. That's the most uh, memorable uh, part of my life. So, as you know, my father was in the army and uh, as they call us, the army brats who move from one place to another every three years. Now, with my father, most of his tenure was in Northeast. That is where I grew up my initial years till my ninth grade I was in Northeast. So then back then in those years things were very different. Northeast was uh, in terms of fashion way ahead of the rest of India but uh, in terms of development was way behind the rest of India. We uh, when they had uh, gas cylinders and they were using gas stoves in the rest of India to cook their food our mothers used to cook on earthen chulas and these chulas were not the normal yeah so uh, they were not the traditional earthen chulas made of bricks and mud but the innovated ones so all the army soldiers who also some of them work as buddies with you at your place well known in uh, the civilian world as sahayaks or the orderlies they used to innovate these chulas make them almost uh, 
three to four feet high so that you don't have to sit down make anything you can stand and work on it uh, the base used to be as high as a kitchen slab and uh, you have these empty ammunition boxes which were put on the sides as the side walls of the chula which worked as hot cases and ovens since there was no electricity so uh, the trend that people are getting into a wooden or an earthen oven baked pizzas or cakes and breads we used to have it then uh, almost three decades back our mothers used to cook them in those uh, hot cases and ovens and since some of the places like sikkim and uh, many other which were cold areas those uh, hot cases also served, worked as uh, hot plates to keep the food warm so you cook the food and you keep it inside and they it used to remain piping hot you eat so that was one thing we used to really enjoy i remember um, there used to be no water supply so and because of snow the water whatever little water that used to come used to freeze so our parents they used to tell the helpers to wrap uh, a cloth with uh, i mean and burn it something like a mashal to melt the ice and then store that water for using purposes we used to go to village hut for our shopping so buy our clothes our vegetables or everything either from the village hut for daily use or else wait till we go to a township or a city where we could buy things from our schools we used to travel almost 30 40 kilometers to go and attend the school we used to take 2 hours so we used to start from home at 5:30 6 in the morning reach school attend the school and get back home by about 5 in the evening so by the time we used to get back home it used to be pitch dark and uh, northeast it generally gets dark early so we followed the uh, pattern of not having dinner but supper by 6 o'clock our supper used to be done and then you're tucked in your beds and it yes it teaches you a lot it teaches you how to you know uh, stay happy with the minimalistic things that you have yeah. and not uh, look for bigger things uh, we never sat and played with uh, video games we never watched tv so much our entertainment used to be uh, going to the river side and playing or uh, going hiking and trekking on the mountains it was a very simple life then one thing which i realized when i shifted to delhi when i was in tents was uh, a drastic difference between how people of northeast are and how they are perceived in the rest of india they are very simple very kind people and so much so that if you are called for a community function maybe christmas or something they would ensure that knowing that most of us do not have beef or a lot of those animals which they eat they would prepare our food separately and place it on a separate table and tell us that this is this and this is this what you eat so that even by mistake you do not have what you normally don't or what your religion tells you not to so they were very uh, yeah very considerate very kind and very simple people uh, they believe in uh, gifting you things which i and they would gift you anything and everything especially nagaland so i remember as a kid uh, once a village head came to meet my father and uh, 
according to them if they don't think it's called rude uh, in their culture you know they believe in gifting a lot correct so village had to visit my father and he got a spotted deer for my dad and you can't even if you don't have a place to keep that thing you refuse you have to accept that gift and you accept it with a smile on it so we had a spotted deer for us as a but you see now there or it is to follow that I believe so that is what it is. They have this tradition of uh, gifting something to whoever they meet for the first time. The gift could be anything from a, a, an egg to a python, from a piece of furniture, a small piece of furniture like a side table or a bed table to maybe a sofa, which also depending on what is their capability and how much they want. So once a village head came with my dad and he bought a potted deer for my heart. Small baby spotted here as a you can't refuse and you have to accept it. My friend in one of the army houses went home and can't keep a wild animal as a pet. But for a very long time, we had him as a pet. The best part was every day we would go out of the house to the village uh, farm market or vegetable market in the village. Have the vegetables and whatever he had from there come back home. One day he went and he never came back. So we assumed that those people must have cut him and cooked him and had a feast Okay. Did you feel sad about it? I I was very young. I was ten years old. So I oh. remember the year, but I don't remember much about. All I remember is he never came back. No idea what happened. So, what is that one thing, Radhika? Oh. the stories what you told about your childhood uh, days uh, what one thing which you enjoy till today it would be weather okay the so place i feel like i'm a part of hill i like being close to nature and that is what i got there okay so moving to the next part of your life that once you were about to get married or you how was that phase so yes uh, my transition from being an army brat to an army wife was i never wanted to get married to an army officer because uh, i wanted a stable life i did not want to move from one place to another pack my bags every 3 years and then start moving and that my kids keep changing schools because i was uh, as a kid i used to feel that my cousins have uh, their friends since childhood who've studied with them in the same class throughout and even till university level but uh, i don't every 3 years i've changed my schools and i've had a new set of friends so maybe i've made more friends than they have the adaptability was there but still that stability i felt was not there eventually as destiny calls it i got married to an army officer and uh, his first posting after my marriage the commanding officer of the brigade the brigade commander and the deputy commander of the brigade happened to be uh, my father's colleagues who had served my father and they had seen me as a kid now for me to understand that uh, they are not my father's colleagues here but my husband's seniors was very difficult they would call me beta and i would land up calling them uncle and aunties so my husband would always turn his face to the other side and say he is not your uncle he is my senior and he's he's like my boss's senior too so you can't do that they would call us for dinners and i would commit 
and he would say i can't go like this the protocol says if my boss is not going as a junior most officer i cannot to such a senior officer's place and we used to have arguments on this tell uh, i would tell him kya hai wo uncle hi to hai is like uncle nahi hai you have to understand this and it took me some time but then yes i got used to uh, understanding all of that and realizing that yes i have to change my ways i'm no more uh, an army brat but i am married to one then uh, small things which really made up you know help you get pride in the battalion you are in or uh, the battalion your husband is serving in how they sort of uh, make you feel a part of the family of the fraternity is uh, when you get married the first thing you're gifted by the commanding officer of your battalion is a book called married to the olive green which talks about the army traditions about the etiquette and grooming for a lady which are required in the army the norms of do's and don'ts and then they teach you about the history of the battalion you're supposed to know things like which all battles did your battalion fight ever since it was raised who were the previous commanding officers which battle gave them a battle honors which are the medals that they have or the cups or then how are you supposed to behave when you're in the ante room of a mess and how you're supposed to behave otherwise what your duties are towards uh, the others in the battalion so yeah that was a, a learning experience and a journey which helped us groom and know and land up do so many different activities we had activities like um, teaching the ladies the jawans wives in school because most of them are from villages and uh, so you have to take adult education classes you have to train them on um how to manage their finances if something happens to their husband what are their rights how should they go about things about uh, getting their children educated and not only just the jawans wives even the officers wives once when what i went through i had to do the same later with others when the new ladies came in. so it was it's a journey it's a circle that you have to and a very interesting one you become a teacher you become an event manager you become an activist working for an ngo and everything when you're in, when you're there as a wife of an army so there are times uh, i remember we had this when we had uh, the kargil war so all the officers were in the front all the jawans were in front and the ladies were behind but every t- with very few soldiers to take care of the basic logistics and every time any of the uh, bodies of one of the martyrs used to come and to handle situation at that point so yes it makes you strong it makes you independent it makes you an all-rounder it's a beautiful journey so uh, what is that uh, one thing which you would remember i mean as a wife which has molded you as a person as a wife of an army officers well there are many things but yes one thing which is most important for me uh, which has really played a big role in my life is 
in shaping up my personality is by making me from a happy go lucky person to a very empathetic even more empathetic and a matured person and has taught me a lot to you know in terms of how to handle things in different situations and scenarios how to take care of uh, things and manage everything on your own which normally the ladies outside do not know or learn even if they are married for years they would depend on their husbands to do things on the contrary uh, even as a young officer's wife you are given so many responsibilities and you learn to organize things on your own manage things on your own and of course uh, living in a budgeted life you know we everybody thinks oh army is it's a very cool glamorous life it's not like that so you know beginning of the month that this is what is coming in these are my expenses this is what i have to save and you still have a very contented life in that you may be asked to move overnight from one place to another and you may just get a call from your husband that three days time and we have to leave the station so pack up everything so managing from surrendering the telephone connection and the gas connection to getting your stuff loaded in a truck so it has make me made me a matured a more uh, calm and composed person as compared to what i was and which all credit goes to this fraternity a uh, huge respect to all this actually the people those who really serve and the kind of the family behind it how it works it's really amazing to know about it radhika because see as you told just now other side of the people think that they enjoy their life to the fullest but at the same time the other aspect of it is they are contented with what they have is also the very important point which you highlighted here grateful for all you guys those who have actually supported your husbands in the journey and uh, it means a lot and also it's it's not an easy task radhika it's like as you were just telling it in a very calm polite way when when the people go to um, the borders and uh, i'm waiting them to come back that is the very toughest thing and as one of my friend was telling that if we don't get a call that is the good news for us if we get a call then there is something which we all used to worry about it true very true i still remember i was uh, expecting when the cargill time was going on i was expecting my first child and as we all know there were no mobiles around that time not so many that everybody could afford or have um you know we would even the calls that we used to get were not direct calls so we i we were in a place called yol uh, which is in dharamshala himachal so the army exchange of dharamshala would call up the exchange in the front then that exchange would further connect a call to the forward area where my husband was and most of the time the voice was not audible or it was not clear so if he had to say something to me he would tell one exchange that person would pass it on to the other so it was more of a chinese whisper that we used to have and at times getting a call late they used to call up whenever they get time 
so getting a call late at night used to be very scary you the phone rings and you start wondering that is it a good news is it a bad news what has happened hope everything is all right so yes yeah i think you've gone through that phase you you would have experienced more than what i'm telling because listening to the story <laughs> i just got moved uh, by so many incidents is what uh, my one of the friend was sharing so uh, radhika with that let us move to your the next journey what you started your professional experience yes surely i would love to uh, so i have uh, switched a lot of careers over the span of uh past 25 26 years i started my career in the corporate then i got married and i had to leave my job because when i was working before marriage i was based in singapore getting married to an army officer i had to make a decision a choice whether to continue with my job and live separately or to leave my job and stay with my husband so of course uh, i decided the second choice then uh, initial couple of years sitting at home was okay with time i thought i should start working again i had my daughter so i started teaching in a school in a kindergarten when she started going to school quit my job when i was about to have my second daughter waited for another 2 years took a sabbatical of 2 years and started teaching again when she started going to school eventually when uh, both my daughters had grown up so when my younger daughter was born i started teaching again and i taught till she was in first standard took a sabbatical for some time because of uh, my father in law's uh, illness and then when she was in around i think third maybe when i started working again and i got back to corporate so my before stepping into corporate the transition of back to corporate from uh, teaching was right content writing and co- being a coordinator in a school rather help a school uh, help uh, one of my friends uh, with raising the school then i was in corporate changed a couple of jobs i started taking uh, classes for uh, communication skills for corporates while i was working as a freelancing as that was one of my passions to do that and uh, with no formal certification but uh, the experience that i gained while being with my husband in the army i changed a couple of jobs eventually uh, again as i guess i could not stay away from education line teaching i got back into the uh, coaching where uh, I'm working still working with this company uh, which is of course a Bangalore based company and uh, they're into online education for students I take care of the marketing part of it uh, to see how can we strategize things and get the students and teachers together what should be the way so basically the entire marketing strategy is what i take care of it somehow still keeps me connected to the students and the teachers which i like and this pandemic gave me an opportunity while i was still sitting at home and working from home was uh, i had thought i could do something besides just working while sitting at home and i did my course uh, from this institute called icbi in uh, image management and soft skills training post that i started uh, i opened my own company 
which is aks aks which means reflection so as we say that we are our own competitors and we do not have competition with others so to be a better version of yourself each time i named it aks and uh, under this brand i take care of uh, uh, corporate trainings personalized trainings uh, in for image consultancy as well as soft skills that's really great to know and uh, best wishes for your new venture radhika and uh, with Thank that you. i just wanted to ask you like is there uh, any sort of message which you would love to share to my audience yeah i would uh, well uh, to sum it up i would love to tell them that you know we as women we in our journey of uh, being a mother from being a wife to a mother and we forget ourselves we are so engrossed in taking care of our households our children and we keep we leave our passion our own selves our interests somewhere behind later uh, when the kids grow up and everybody in the house starts taking you for granted is when you feel that you know what have i done for myself so don't leave yourself behind don't stop loving yourself it is very important to take out time for yourself have your me time even if it is 10 minutes in a day and do what your heart tells you to dress up well even at home so that i remember when we used to at times see or, or i have experienced it myself too when you one day feel like dressing up and sitting at home your kids and everybody would tell you are you going somewhere or are you coming from somewhere they don't expect you to do that on a normal day but then let them get used to seeing you that way let them know that you also have your uh, interests you need your me time you have to do follow your passion follow your heart do things that gives you happiness because if you are not happy your family cannot be happy thank you yeah that is a very lovely and beautiful message radhika because when each word which you were telling i could resonate it because we women or we especially when we are mothers we are we think that everything else around us is priority first See, if you are not able to give for yourself definitely you uh, what you are giving to others will not have an impact so even i do believe in that radhika thanks for this wonderful message and thanks for sharing your uh, journey in fact it was truly inspiring and uh, the way you put across in such a calm and composed way i know that journey wouldn't have been uh, so easy but it it was like uh, each and every aspect when you were telling beat in your childhood days or be post your marriage it was really nice to know about so many facts that uh, which you have gone through and which you which has helped you mold as a person uh, today thank you once thank again. you so much shetna thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak hey listeners if you enjoyed listening to this episode please leave your review and don't forget to share it among your friends and family and do subscribe to my podcast and until my next episode Believe in yourself, love yourself and live the life that you're dreamt of. This is Chetna here signing off for now.